BTCC fast approaching the start date, it seems only appropriate we go to the fastest track on the calendar. It's time for Thruxton. Welcome back to the British Touring Cars podcast. Um, we are into another season. Thruxton is upon us, as you heard in the intro. Um, this weekend, we'll be going to Thruxton Circuit in Hampshire. Uh, Russ, join me as always. How has your week been? Uh, it's been quite slow, but I think that's possibly because I'm getting too excited for the uh, upcoming weekend action. Well, I'm even excited for Thruxton, which is, you know, as you'll attest uh, to the listeners, unheard of. So it's not my favourite circuit on the calendar. Yes, it has been a long time coming as well. Um, it's been nearly nearly a six month wait since we finished the really? season at the back end of twenty. Yeah, wow. <laughs> nearly a six month wait. Wow. Um, since we finished the season at the back end of 2020, obviously we, we had that condensed season. Um, again, we've got a slightly more condensed season, but hopefully we will have fans back after this round, quite possibly. Um, there, There is a hefty break after Thruxton with the idea of getting fans back to the track. And it's something that we really, really can't wait for. Uh, Last year, though, Thruxton gave some good entertainment. Um, was a track that was dominated pretty much by the Hondas and Tom Ingram. Obviously, he took a double win there last season. Um, how how do you sort of like see it panning out as, as the first round of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one to be the first round. Obviously, it's the fastest track on the UK. Eleven corners, two point three six miles. Um, pretty much no braking zones all the yeah. corners are almost flat really apart from the two chicanes you have at Cobb and Club uh, but yeah it's a really really quick track and it's one that historically has favoured Hondas yes uh, that could be quite interesting moving into this new season obviously we've only got the FK8 Hondas on the grid now the FK2s were retired at the end of last season um, and there will be five Hondas on the grid, split between obviously Team Dynamics with Shedden and Robottom for this season, uh, and BTC, who have announced that this weekend a certain Mr. Dan Camish will be piloting one of their vehicles along with Josh Cook and, of course, Jade Edwards. Um, that's an interesting development over this week, wasn't it? Yeah, and it suggests to me a couple of things. It suggests that the crease thing really was last minute. Yeah. Um, it suggests that they haven't got any firm driver lined up and they've gone for someone who's quick and easy to get into the car in Camish and, and he's going to be there we, we, I'm not quite sure yet whether he'll be competing in the Porsches as well but he would have been there that weekend anyway do the Porsches go to Thrux? I think they did because of the tyre degradation uh, I think they normally do, I'll have a look carry on I'll, I'll carry on while you have a look uh, I also think this could be a little bit of an open audition for Camish because if they haven't got a uh, driver lined up or one who's ready to jump in Camish seems a very obvious and capable pair of hands to to place into the car for the full 2021 season yes it's rather convenient for them isn't it um 
And also, I'd like to say on our season uh, review pod, I called Camish being at BTC Racing, albeit it may only be one weekend. But so far, I am more correct than you. So just going to pop that into the uh, into the ether there, just so it's on record that I'm correct on something. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, he he'll, he'll know the car like the back of his hand. Um, it's almost an exact exact replica of the Teen Dynamics. Uh, Honda, so I think he should fit in quite quickly and quite neatly. Um, do, do you see him winning a race this season or oh, this weekend? Do you see him getting on the podium? Do you see him? I don't know, fitting into that team. Uh, yeah, I can't see why he wouldn't fit into the team. Obviously, they have had a bit of a share of dynamics uh, in the past, so I, you know, I can't see why he wouldn't fit into that team. Um, he obviously knows the equipment as well. It's going to be the same car he was driving last year, just with a bit of pink on it. So I can see no reason whatsoever why um, he wouldn't cope well in that uh, in that car or indeed in that setup. So I, you know, he's going to be really keen to prove something as well, isn't he? After what's you know what's happened, very much so uh, with the breakup at Dynamics. So you know he's he is going to be very very yeah very very uh, competitive. I'd have thought and looking to. Oh, by the way, you've got two things correct now. The first round of the British Carrera Cup is at Snetterton. Yeah, I don't think they went to Thruxton because of, I believe it's to do with tyre degradation, that, that the cars just aren't, the track's just too abrasive for the Porsches as they're very, very expensive. Or, or was it just that one year when one got sent over the um, catch fencing? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah. a but hell again, of that, an accident. That was a massive accident. But again, that, I suppose that just, you know... It, gives more reason to why BTC have gone for Camish because he's available this weekend but yep. I think if you offer Camish the chance to race a full season or indeed to do both he might very well take it. Yeah that is quite possible quite possible um, heading into this weekend there's the possibility of a little bit of rain on Saturday I have seen um, which could prick up the ears of a certain Mr Ash Sutton who we know loves a bit of the wet stuff um, but on Sunday it looks like it could be drier um, so it could make for an interesting qualifying session this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's it's UK in May. It'll rain at some point on Sunday, I'm sure. Um, hell, hell, it was snowing today. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but again, to be honest, today is election day in the UK, and that's famed for never having a nice election day. So, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I think even if it doesn't rain, it's going to be fairly cool at the weekend. It's not going to be a hot one. And again, be interesting to see how the BMWs get along in the cold. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but wet and cold conditions aren't the BMW strengths and we saw that time and again last season and indeed the season before uh, the second visit to Thruxton in the 2019 season was uh, a very bad hunting ground for BMW yeah getting on to BMW obviously Turkington last season uh, had a non-finish in race one or sorry it was four laps down um, and sort of like tried to fight his way back through the field had a 13th in race two and finished eighth in race three this was probably one of his weaker tracks last season um, he needs to needs to really get off to a good start, or at least be on par with Ash Sutton, surely. Yeah, and I think one of the problems with the BMW is, and we've seen it over the last two seasons, it's a bit like the Mercedes F1 car. It's very good when it's at the front. It's not so good at coming through traffic, and we saw that a couple of times last year when Turkson had to fight back, or indeed in race threes. Yeah. Or is that just him? Well, it's part, as I was saying that then, I thought, is part of that him? But Oliphant struggled as well when he's been mid-pack yeah. to make much progress. Uh, I don't think it's an issue about them carrying the weight. I think it's more an issue than just not 
particularly good in battle in the same way that the uh, Infinity is in the hands of Asterton or indeed how the Fords were. Yeah, I, I don't or Ingram's old Toyota. I'm not sure how nimble it is in a battle. I think which would be interesting to see how Cook and uh, sorry not Cook Chilton and Morgan can make theirs work this year as well because you expect them to be a bit more middling. Yes, definitely. Um, as we've already said, Tom Ingram took a double race win last season in that Corolla. Uh, do you see Rory Butcher having any sort of success similar to that this weekend? No. Uh, it's not a short oh, answer. Okay. I, I think it's probably come too soon. I think there's a lot to learn. And I think that there's it's a, a, you know, a grid that's stronger, I think, um, than it was last year in terms of cars and drivers and what have you. So, But just, just look at the way that he settled into that focus in the first race last season. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean... That was quick be... out of the box for him. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be quick on the road here. He was fairly disappointing in testing. I expect him to be a lot close to the pace. Um, or sandbagging. Or sandbagging, possibly. But again, you know, with with Ingram, when he was there, how much was, you know, Speedworks involved and how much was Speedworks involved now? Yeah. I think that's going to yeah, be a that question. True. Because if Gazoo have taken a, uh, a more front seat, you know... What what restructures happened at, at Toyota Kazoo Racing now? How much of Speedworks involved? How much of Tom's engineers are still there? If any of all of all Tom's staff and racing team gone mm. with him to accelerate, you know that's I think that is something that is important to to ask. And you know it was a small team that was getting success. How much of that small team remains? Well, you talk of a uh, a small restructuring there, possibly. Um, the the team that Rory came from last season, Motorbase, have had a restructuring over the winter, and news has been released today that there has been a, a further shuffle at the top, um, with Hollenby leaving. I think that was actually yesterday. Was it yesterday? Or was that today? I get so confused. Was that? Th- oh, that was I today. Think, was it today? Or was it? Yep. Okay. I don't want to be right three times, so I suggest I say you're right. It doesn't really matter. You, the, the, you are correct. Hollandby has stepped away, which I wonder if that was always in the offing slightly with the, the merger that took place over the winter months. It, it's a curious one, really, because we've we've seen how he developed that AMD team, and we thought him coming into Motorbase, maybe it could be the the kickstart to what they needed to push back up to the front of the grid and be consistently challenging at the top again, which we have seen from them. But it was a couple of years ago, at least now. And now it's been left in the hands of Pete Osborne, the the father of Sam Osborne. Do you think it's going to have the similar sort of impact that we thought it would do with Hollenby at the helm? I think the big problem they're going to have is that they've now lost Bart, but they've lost Bartram and Hollenby from the from yeah. the team. You know, who were both massive parts of their respective teams before the merger. And they're now being left a little bit with someone who's you know, not as experienced. Whether that's good, and he's got a four-car team to look after. Now, on the flip well, side, you've got uh, Blundell working, of course, with the MB side of things. That's what I was going to say. But Blundell's always said that his role has been to develop drivers, not to necessarily run the team. Yeah. So it could be yeah. interesting how that dynamic plays out. Do, do you think, obviously seeing how quick that focus was last season, Rory had a, uh, a sixth a fifth uh, and a third last season at uh, Thruxton in that Ford. Do you think we could see it be as competitive, maybe in the hands of Jake Hill? Yes. 
Yeah. Because Hill was getting really good results out of a dead Honda last year and reliability let him down. And I think had he not had to sit out the first two rounds, he would have probably finished even higher. But let's not forget, he finished in the top 10 last year, having effectively sat out six rounds of a 27-round campaign. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we saw that towards the end of the last season, Hill was getting more and more consistent. He was learning how to drive with weight in the car. And every weekend he was a solid B, if not higher, in, you know, in, in the ratings. So I think that, you know, he can go on better. This is the, probably the best bit of machinery he's had underneath him in his British touring car career. We know it's a race-winning car. And he's with a guy that's won two races in it, in Ollie Jackson. Um, at a team that will be, you know, striving to, you know, keep collecting points and push on. I was going to say they could, they could possibly be underdogs this weekend in my eyes. Um, yeah, I agree. They they may go a little under the radar as well. Well, let's just recap on last year's races then. So, race one last year was won by Tom Ingram from Camish from Neil. Crease uh, won the Jack Sears round. Uh, race two was Ingram, Camish, and Neil. Crease won the Jack Sears round. Uh, there's not a glitch in the matrix. Uh, race three <laughs> was Ingram, Camish, no, uh, it was Cook, Chilton, Butcher, and Bobby T was the Jack Sears one. Of course, a lot of those drivers aren't on the grid this time round. But look at that. Every race had two Hondas on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'll be and interesting. I, I, I don't think we'll see two Hondas on the podium for each race this year. And arguably um, that was Chilton's best result of the season as well. Yes, yeah. It was a very strong result for BTC. Um, can we see those sorts of results coming from Cook this year? Do you think he's got his mojo back? Yeah, I think he's in a team... I think having somebody like Camish for the first weekend is going to really make you pull mm. your socks up because, with the greatest respects, he was the undisputed number one at that team a couple of days ago. You know, Crease, OK, Jack Sears <laughs> champion, but still fairly new. Jade Edwards... New season, you know, first you know, debut season. You're not expecting much. He was going to be the talisman, whereas now you're going to be competing against someone who, had it not been for a, a ridiculous brake failure, would have been a BTC champion. So, yeah, you know, I think this will probably act as a one or two ways of Cook. Either he'll cowl, which I don't think is the way Cook does things, or it will spur him on to you know, prove his metal even more. Okay, now what about uh, reigning British Touring Car champion then, Ash Sutton? He always seems to drag a result out of the car. Um, last season, he had a fifth, a fourth, and a fourth. Yep. That was a fairly strong weekend for him. Can we see a similar sort of thing from him this time out? See, on paper, I thought this would be one of the tracks it was going to be weakest at the Infinity because it's one. It's mm. a car that does really well in the corners. That's where he get. You know, we said it all the time last year. It's the corner speed and the drive off the corner the Infinity had that was just insane. And at front and, and his. And his Dan Dare moves on the brakes. Well, yeah, which you exactly. don't get to do much at Thruxton. Exactly. And whilst there's you know, fast corners here, it's not nimble corners as such, and that's where the Infinity came into its own. But as you say, he dragged it to fifth, fourth, and fourth, which is a pretty good haul of points, particularly when your rivals took uh, non non classified a thirteenth and an eighth, albeit Ingram got a first, a first, and a fifth. But you know, I don't see him winning a race this weekend, if I'm being brutally honest. No, nor do I. But. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a double podium or, you know, or, or a similar. He'll take a similar result to last year. I'd have thought if he can re- replicate a fifth, a fourth, and a fourth, that's a pretty good start. I was going to say a solid set of results uh, to just ease him back into the the new season. Uh, shall we have a look at 
who we think is going to come out on top this weekend. So we last season we had our, our predictions um, of who we thought would take each race win. Uh, we're changing it up a little bit this season and going for uh, the race winners across the weekend um, to make it a little bit easier on ourselves. Sometimes we called them last last year, but on on the very few occasions that was. Um, and then we've got sort of like overall predictions for the weekend, and of course the Tim Harvey. Harveyisms, um, and of course the s- Jack Sears, which we're going to be focusing a lot more on this season. Um, to try and uh, yes, keep that up. yes, very much. Um, it, it's probably the the bit that ITV managed to let themselves down on um, is keeping us up to date with with that Jack Sears Championship. So, can I get three or two or maybe even one race winner for the weekend yeah i don't think we're going to get a dan eves uh replicating three wins at thruxton sort of thing this weekend uh i'm going for cook hill and camish who is right i effing's lined up for camish isn't it this is, a weekend yeah, it is. Where he'll, he's going to make a statement isn't he we're going to see shedden in the barrier or not scoring points and camish is going to go get a win at btc it's just written in you know the stars i think so yeah camish cook and hill and of course, for all of these um, predictions, we'll be keeping the score across the season to see how well we did. Um, I have gone for I've gone for Cook as well because it's obviously one race three last season. The Honda we believe is going to be quick. I've also gone for Butcher based on the fact that he had a decent result there last season and that Corolla took two wins. And then my like little out there is Turkington but I think it's very dependent on the weather for the Sunday um, in a way if, if it warms up during one race then it could happen in a way I think your Turkington is more bold than your butcher I I, I think the BMWs will be looking just to get out of here with, with top 10 finishes to be honest with you because yep. it's a track that's not necessarily suited to them or it's difficult to know because one say that one weekend when we had it on the calendar twice they went really well Jordan won race one and two at a canter and then second yep. half the second visit of the season they were terrible so it's difficult to get a full gauge but yeah I wasn't that the, the um wasn't that the weekend or or the next event after when he had his big crash at Donington as well who Jordan no yeah Oh yes, it was. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, it was his comeback, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, you're right. Um, so it, it may also be something that the team BMW have been working on over the winter, trying to improve that that I don't know straight line speed. We've never doubted their straight line speed, but they just don't seem to have what they need for Thruxton. Or as Andrew Jordan suggested, perhaps they did some testing in the rain to see how they could uh, improve that with a little cheeky tweet <laughs> aimed at his former. Uh, teammates uh, <laughs> overall predictions then so these are just three things that you think might happen across the weekend can i get your three okay uh i will go for my least bold one first i think shedden to finish in the top eight in all three races um i don't think he'll have a a startling comeback to the sport i think he'll just be very comfortable um, and will bring the car home in the points where he needs to and just settle himself back into that seat. Obviously, he hasn't been in there for a couple of seasons. You see, before you go on to your next two, I think this is a really massive weekend for Shadow because if he's going to be in the title fight, I think he needs to hit the ground running this weekend because, as you say, he's been out a couple of years. If he comes in and makes a statement, and I'd argue getting the top eight finishes across three races is a statement, um, you know, he really will be laying down a gauntlet in my in my eyes for to, to at least be in with the, you know, in with the 
crowd for fighting for the uh, the, the championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one to get inside the top eight uh, for any race, I think Goff. Now, we don't truly know the, the real speed of that Cupra Leon, but obviously from media day, he finished one of the day's top, um, and there could be some good pace in that car. And I think if he does get a top eight finish uh, at one of the races this, this weekend, then we could see him sort of like finish maybe inside the top ten in the championship. Yeah, that's uh, possible. Uh, I think it might be a bit too soon for a golf top eight, but yeah, yeah, I like your style. Uh, and then my my completely out there one uh, is Ingram to outscore all of his teammates combined. So his teammates obviously this season are Chris Smiley, Jack Boutel and Rick Parfit Jr. Now, <laughs> this is a fairly bold one as we don't know how well Tom is really going to go in that. Uh, Hyundai. It didn't have a particularly great outing last season at Thruxton, um, taking sort of like sort of like bottom end of the top ten finishes um, at best. So it, it it could be a tricky one. But he loves he loves the circuit, and you've got to have commitment at Thruxton. Yeah, I think that's quite a bold one. But we we shall see because particularly when it comes to my bold one because we're going to be at polar opposites. Uh, go go bold early. Okay, I'll go for my boldest one first. Then I think Team Hard will outscore Accelerate this weekend. So that's four Ooh. hard cars versus four Accelerate cars. I'm not including the um, the three no. at Laser Tools, and I'm I know they're not all Accelerate, but they all are basically Accelerate. Uh, they're all yep. basically hard. So those four guys at Hard will outscore the four guys at Accelerate this weekend. That that really could be a good matchup across across the season if you look at it, because you've got Ingram against Goff. You've got uh, Rick Parfit against, uh, I don't know, maybe Hamilton and then Butel and Smiley against Geddy and, and Taylor Smith. Mm. That, that could be a good matchup across the season to watch out for. Yep, so yeah, I think hard outscore accelerate. I don't think the hard nose will go particularly well here, but we shall see. Uh, my safer bet, or my mid-middling bet, is that I think we'll have a full Honda podium at one point this weekend. So whether that be Ooh. all three BTC cars, which I think is probably the most outlandish one, or I think more likely to be Cook, Camish, and probably Shedden will make up the podium this weekend. On, on one yep. thing, on one race. Uh, yep. And my safe fist one, I think, is... I fancy Plato to get a podium. He's He quite likes Thruxton. That car looked quick on media day. I know you can only take what was on, you know, in front of you and you can only take the raw data, but it looked quick. They've had a whole year off and I think we said it on the preview pod, this is a hungry Jason Plato. I was going to say, it's a team we haven't haven't really spoken about yet. Um, Plato looking for possibly 100 wins this season mm. if he can get to get to that total um it would certainly be a good marker if he could get on the podium this weekend and and signal an intent for the season and it would also give us a good indication of how competitive that car is going to be throughout the season yeah i think that's also i think you're right there it's going to be a good um in, indicator as you say for how good the car is and how far they are behind have they lost anything i don't know um by having a whole year off but I mean, you just type into Google Jason Plato Thruxton record and you look through the years. Plato sets practice pace. Voxel driver on top at Thruxton. You know, just he, he goes and, well here. And this is where the Voxel went best last season in its guest outings, albeit piloted by Rob Austin. Yeah, and it didn't look particularly slow then, did it? It was just, I think it was no. Austin from Austin that kept it in the points, but not at the sharp end. 
Uh, yeah. I, I just say I just think Plato looks so. Well, I think he looks proper on it this year. So I think we an early podium for Plato would probably get the fire in his belly, and he'll believe, and he's in for uh, a title shout. Who knows? Maybe he is. He's I was going to say he'll he'll get that smile and that glint in his eye back, ready for the rest of the season. Yeah, agreed. Uh, moving on to the famous game that is the Tim Harveyisms. Uh, obviously, we'd love majority of the time love his commentary um, that he gives on the touring car races and some of the things that he he comes out with um it will be i think one thing i must say is i think they'll do a tribute to murray walker this weekend on the itv4 show um and i think tim will be very much part of that because he would have he would have been racing in the times that uh, murray was commentating on the sport yeah um but harvey comes out with his his own bat out of hell like sayings as well um so we've got our little game that goes along with that what are your three harveyisms for this weekend okay yeah uh, i think first and foremost we're going to have him talking about historic tire degradation here and how they have to bring a special compound tire to the event and it's the only event that has a special tire and that stops to have to have the uh, strategy on the tires and y- you know how he he can die you know, go into a little uh, lecture on the tyres. So I think we'll get one of those this weekend. Yep, yeah, I can see that. Um, he'll mention somebody being brave at church. There's no lift at all. Wow, that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's always like he's in the room, isn't it? Uh, and the final one, he'll go, well, of course, there's no Matt Neal this year, so he can't continue his extraordinary run of podiums here. I think that one might be less likely to happen as Matt Neal is not not there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Matt Neal is actually at the track though mm. uh, with Team Dynamics and whether whether he plays almost a fronting role for them. Um, we shall see. My my Harveyisms going into the weekend are through Church, the fastest corner in the UK, because that always seems to get bought up. Yep. Um, the bollards being taken out at the probably final chicane. Um, it's normally wrecked by some driver trying to cut across them too much, and he normally picks it up. All oh, the bollards gone. It's only lap two or something. Uh, and then finally, such a shame that the fans still aren't here with us um, in relation to obviously the current pandemic that is is going on. If you haven't been like living under a stone. But yeah, those those are my three. Yep, they all make perfect sense to me. Uh, finally, on the prediction front, then uh, the Jack Sears win of the weekend, not each round, the overall winner of the weekend. The overall winner of the weekend. So the guy I think... takes the most points, or or girl takes the most points this weekend in the Jack Sears. Yeah, I think mainly because we know it to be a a Honda circuit. I think it will be Robottom. Bold. First yeah. race back for a couple of years at one of the hardest and fastest circuits. No, he's only had only had a year out. Remember, and he's got Shedden as a teammate. Yeah, but he didn't impress the year he was here. So, yeah, but he was in a Mercedes, wasn't he? Come on. Yeah. Okay, I'm going Osborne. I think the Ford will be competitive. I don't think he'll be at the sharp end as such, but I think the Ford will be competitive, and I wouldn't rule out uh, a top ten finish for Osborne this weekend necessarily. Oh, that's bold. There's not many places to go off. I suppose that's part of the... <laughs> there are plenty of places to go off at Thruxton. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think we, we might see a more mature... and You've got to be how young Osborne is as a racer still. I think there's still time for him to come good. And I think that, you know, 
this could be a, a good track for the Ford all round. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, well, I think that pretty much pretty much sums up our preview. Obviously, the coverage on ITV4 will be starting at 10 to 11 on Sunday morning. There'll be a fair amount of build-up, I should expect, before the first race at probably, I don't know, 20 to 12, maybe? Um, don't quote me on that, though. I must admit, I'm very much looking forward to this season getting underway. I think we're going to have a close title fight, possibly only between two or three maybe four drivers, but I think the midfield battle this season is going to be uh, really, really interesting because I think that a lot of the cars that are now on the grid are very close in age and, and quality and speed, um, and that also goes for the drivers that are piloting those cars in the midfield. Yep, it's as I said before, it's not my favourite track, so I'm pretty happy to get it out of the way early. Uh, at the risk of pumping your ego, you're absolutely spot on. 20 to 12 is the first round of the hey. touring cars. <laughs> it's only preceded by one other race, which is the uh, Michelin Ginetta Junior Championship at 10 to 11. Uh, oh, that's a nice warm-up. Nice warm-up, as you say. Uh, so, yeah, good call on that one. Uh, it's quite a late finish. 20 past 5 is the final race uh, that's scheduled at the moment. That is the touring cars at 20 past 5. Um yeah, it's a quick circuit. I'm glad it'll be quickly over and on to more competitive ones. I'm not particularly happy. We've got Thrux and Snetterton back-to-back as they are. Probably my two least favourite circuits on the grid. Um, albeit Snetterton is our local one. But yeah. recent years... Do you know what? I, I mean, we'll go into more in the Snetterton pod. I'm not a fan of the re- rework they did at Snetterton. It's made it less really? competitive, I think. Yeah, But we'll get to that okay. on the Snetterton. We'll get to that when we do Snetterton in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, to round yep. up then... Uh, you you sound excited. Even I'm pretty excited for Thruxton, which, as I say, says a says a lot about how important it is to get motorsport back this year. Uh, and I think you're absolutely spot on with the title. By the way, I think it's going to be two drivers. Uh, it's Turkish and the Sutton. I really don't see it being anybody else this yeah, year. Yeah, same. But we will see how this weekend pans out. We will have a review podcast for you either on Monday or Tuesday night. Depends when we can get it recorded and put out to you. Um, But until then, enjoy the racing over the weekend. Uh, Stay safe and uh, cheer on your favourites. And do share your predictions with us. You know, let's get involved. You think you can beat us at the drivers or Harvey Bingo? Get involved. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Excellent. We'll, We'll see you soon. Bye. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 